Welcome to Nevertheless, She Persisted. I'm your host, Sadie. Every Friday, I post interviews about mental health, dialectical behavioral therapy, and teenage life. These episodes break down my mental health journey, teach skills to help you cope with life, and showcase testimonials from teens just like you. Whether you've struggled yourself or just want to improve your mental fitness, this podcast is your inspiration to live a life you love and keep persisting. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Persisted. I am so excited to be sitting down again this week to record this intro and share this interview with you. It honestly feels like so long since I've sat down and recorded an intro, but I literally did this six days ago. This week has been crazy. I've been digging into podcasting and recording interviews and reaching out to feature guests and working on my internship. And I've also just been diving back into school. It's been the first week of senior year, which is really crazy. It doesn't feel like senior year because we're not at school. We're doing everything on Zoom, so it kind of just feels like an extended summer with like maybe some more commitments, but it's been weird. It's been weird to go back into that, and it's been really hard to create the divide between, okay, this is school and work time during the day, and then I'm going to put this up and take time for myself and relax, and that's been that's been a big challenge for me, and school has been really stressful so far. I'm taking calculus, which let me tell you, I... I like tried to get ready for this summer, but it literally has been insane. Yesterday, my one of my friends and I literally were doing two hours and 45 minutes of calculus homework, like almost in tears because it was so confusing. I'm also taking a psychology t- class this semester or this whole year, actually, which I'm super excited for. And I think that'll translate a lot to what I talk about in the podcast because it's so in line with what I do here with mental health and Um, talking about depression and anxiety and different ways you can implement different treatments. And so I think that'll be really cool to bring that scientific perspective in. And be sure to let me know on Instagram or email or however it's easiest for you if that's something you're interested in. If you want more psychology content, I was thinking it'd be really cool to have my psychology teacher come on the podcast. I'll have to ask her and see if she'd be open to that, but I just thought that would be really fun. So anyways, a little bit of a tangent, but... I'm so excited to announce this week on the podcast, we have Yonmicha Waddell. Yonmicha also goes by Jojo, as you'll hear me referring to her in this interview. Jojo is a keynote speaker, podcaster, and an international best-selling author. She is the only Live Past Crazy Specialist, as you'll hear about more in this episode. And this is just such a powerful episode. Jojo's story is just so profound and inspirational. This tip she gives about self-care and turning your life around and just like so many differences in the way you think about things and your your outlook. It just, it was very inspiring to me. And I, there were so many things where I was like, okay, I got to implement that. I got to start doing that. And yeah, it's just a phenomenal interview, a phenomenal episode. I literally recorded this last Thursday or last Friday and I immediately was like, okay, I got to get this to you guys as soon as possible because it's just such an amazing interview. And Jojo will also be doing a giveaway in the next couple months of her book. So stay tuned and be sure you're following me on Instagram at at She Persisted Podcast. So you can enter that giveaway and win all sorts of different things that I've mentioned on the podcast to improve your mental health and wellness. Without further ado, I'm so excited to hop into this interview. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you so much, Jojo, for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on to share your journey, share your stories, share the work you're doing and all of that. So thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Sadie. Happy Saturday. And can I say I love your name? And I love your I love your dogs on the on your website. They (laughs) They I'm a dog lover. 
Oh my yeah, gosh. No, I'm literally always cuddling them, <laughs> hanging out with them, playing with them. Like they are my favorite. I'm sure people get annoyed with how much I post pictures of them on the podcast Instagram, but they're literally the cutest. Yes. We are we are a dog family, so I completely, completely understand. I love it. They're amazing. <laughs> so I wanted to start by hearing your story and a little bit of background and about what brought you to the work you're doing now with writing and podcasting and being a speaker. So yeah, tell me about so you. So I I've been in healthcare, just as a background, I've been in healthcare for over twenty years, but I am a survivor of domestic violence. And after I left my abuse, I went through a really dark period of depression and suicide and just it it was an ugly dark place and it was really hard for me to bring myself out of it and between counseling and you know doing self-work and affirmations I finally you know saw as people say you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and things start to turn around and so I just share my story and what my journey was like through mental health, through depression, suicide attempts, what that looks like and how. So I go by the term, the only live past crazy specialist. I love that. So I tell people, <laughs> I know crazy. I know it. <laughs> and yeah. so I share my journey so that, you know, people don't have to continue to live in crazy. So what does it entail to be a live past crazy specialist? I want to hear more about that. <laughs> so a live past crazy specialist is... We we celebrate day ones over here. We don't celebrate uh, one day. We celebrate day one. So if today is your 10th day of starting over, then we are celebrating every single day of that. And um, so Live Past Crazy Specials, I just help you along that journey and to celebrate. Like for me, the depression was so real. It was like, I'm not going to wash my face. I'm not going to brush my teeth. Totally, I'm totally. just not going to and then so I was like okay Jojo you brushed your teeth today good job and I would I would do a little dance in the bathroom like, I love it yes girl you brushed your teeth and even if I did go back to bed I celebrated brushing my teeth and so if the next day I washed my face and brushed my teeth it was a bigger party but if I if I didn't manage to do any of that I still celebrated hey you woke up and you are even thinking about participating in life. And so I help people, you know, I'm like a hand holder on that journey for th for them. Yeah, that's amazing. And so like my mental health treatment journey was very long. I was away at residential treatment and boarding school treatment for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so much of the progress that I had made kind of got lost oh, wow. during that year and a half. So I started treatment in Boston halfway through my freshman year. And I was at the exact same place as you. I was extremely suicidal. I didn't remember a day in the past, what, two or three years when I hadn't been severely depressed. I struggled to be in any relationship, like with my siblings, my friends, my parents. I was just so isolated and completely shut down. I was struggling with self-harm and a whole host of other things, including severe anxiety. And so those first 14 weeks, that was when I completely pulled myself up out of that. And so I left that first program after those first 14 weeks in Boston, no longer struggling with suicidal ideation, no longer struggling with self-harm, no longer waking up severely depressed every single day and being able to manage my anxiety and then engage in those relationships. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking back like a year after that and the work I was doing at that point was working to be empathetic and building trust with my parents and being vulnerable. Yes. And that work was, yes, just as important as pulling myself out of the muck that it was initially. But because there was always that constant focus on where I was not yet or where I needed to get to to be home, 
It was very discouraging. And that was that absence of celebrating those wins and how far I'd come. If I could teach mm -hmm. myself to be happy and not be depressed all the yes. time, then I could literally do anything else. So I love that so much. So in addition to focusing on the positives and celebrating when things did go right, what else was effective for you yes. for yes. getting out of that place of depression? So I discovered meditation, but I absolutely became obsessed with quotes. I majored in English in college, but I became obsessed with quotes, quotes. And I found one one day I was in the library because I was in the middle of all of this. I was homeless and I had two children and my family was 400 miles away. So it was like, there's nothing else, Lord, that can get worse. Like I had to ask somebody else for a toothbrush. Like how much worse can it get if I don't even have a toothbrush? And one of the, so I discovered quotes and I opened up a, a book one day, have no idea what the book was, but the quote was, don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And I was so focused on all the things. I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible parent. I'm just, I'm bad at everything in life. Like, why didn't you just kill yourself the first time you tried? Like, why you can't even kill yourself right? Like, I just, you know, gave myself the hardest time. And then when I read that quote, I was like, what? That that kind of makes sense. Like, why don't I just focus on what I can do first? And that helped me. And even being in a homeless state, I decided, okay, let me just focus on what I can do. So what I can do is celebrate everything that I can achieve for this day. If it's talking to my kids, if it's taking a bath, washing my face. And then I started helping other ladies. We were in the same boat, but I would tell them, are you depressed? Yes, I am. But can we, let's just talk about something else. Like the sky is blue today. Can we be excited about that? So it was definitely helping other people. I became obsessed with quotes and then I discovered uh, meditate. I call it deep breathing or breath work. And I would just, you know, take a deep breath and was like, okay, I blow all of this off my shoulders. I cannot carry this. So I'm just going to blow it away. I don't care where it goes, but it cannot stay here. And I had to literally, and probably people probably thought I was crazy because I talked to myself just like that. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy to me as I'm diving deeper into kind of what can be underlying depression and anxiety and how we in the human nature kind of functions. We are hardwired to focus on the negatives. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that's how we survived. We focused on the negatives and that's what kept us yes. alive. And we've evolved to a point where that doesn't serve us very well anymore. Yeah, it's yes. just, it's not anything like what it used to be. We're not going to be attacked by a lion. Mm. We don't need to find shelter. It's yes. not the same. And yet that part of us has not evolved. Okay, so as far as books, so you said that you loved quotes, you majored in English. So what are your favorite book recommendations for mental health? So the first one is The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. I found that and she talked about just depression and what it looked like. And this, if I can just stick religion in there, I was so mad at God. Like, oh, yeah. who Same. was he? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like what? Jesus, no, because he, this if, I, if he was real, yeah. I wouldn't be going through mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, like, so let's just throw him out of yes. the picture. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I was not going to church. And people was like, oh, Jojo, just pray. And I, I hate cliche terms. Oh, if you just pray. Oh, it, no, that's not going yeah. to work. So stop <laughs> saying that. it works, yeah. Yeah, that makes me angry. I want to fight you. That's not going to work. So, uh, yeah. so I read the book, Battlefield of the Mind. And that helped because she didn't write it so much in a religious way. So that helped me. 
And I, I just held on to that book for dear life for years. And then later on, so I've added a ton of books and I will say, so that was number one. I will always suggest you're a badass. That's a new book that's out. That's really, really good. And then my other one is the untethered soul. And that is like, if you're really into how your mind works, that's really good. And that's how I got over my fear of flight flying. Cause I was sitting in an airport and I had worked myself up into, you know how you can work yourself up into a frenzy. Yeah. And so I was on 9,000. I was so 9,000. I got sick the day before in anticipation of boarding the plane the next day. And, and the book was like, who gave you that fear? Like you inherited that fear. I was like, what? Like, how did I inherit fear? And then I realized my mother and my grandmother were afraid of this. So I was, I was like, so you, I don't have to be afraid of this. And Joe, you, and then my other self was like, no, Jojo, you don't have to be scared. I was like, oh, well, I'm starving. Can I eat and board the plane? Girl. And ever since then, I've been on every flight and I've been living my whole best life. But those, those are my three favorites. Yeah, there's something about education and awareness and specifically people talk so much about educating and increasing awareness about so many negative parts when you haven't experienced mental health issues becoming educated and aware about what it can look like and what it can feel like and i completely stand behind that and when you are at that low it is so powerful to become educated and aware of what your life can look like and i just feel like there's a huge lack of that for sure so when we first checked in you talked a lot about mm -hmm. self-care and that's something that you're implementing a lot now and teaching other women how to implement. Yes. So I want to hear from you, your self-care tips, your thoughts on yeah. that. So I have a series I call um, Self-Care is Gangster because if, you, if, if you're if you on this journey at any point, welcome to your journey. I'm glad you're here. But at some point we have to, you know, we get down and dirty and deal with the hard work of us. And and so the, the five days, the five day guided journey where you get prompts and in that self-care, we talk about why are we exactly feeling this way? And one of the things we start out with is the power of the question. We have powerful questions, but we are afraid to ask them because we don't want to know the answer because then we'll be responsible for doing something about the answer we just got. So if I can stay in a frenzy state, I don't have to think about, oh, well, Jojo, you know, you could be better if you went to counseling or you could be better if you did. Well, I don't want to think about that right now because I'm in a frenzy and I want to, you know, and so we talk about the power of the question, like answer Ask that question. Be bold enough to ask that question. Be bold enough to receive the answer and then be bold enough to do the work of the answer. You want a better life? Yes. All right. Now let's be bold and let's do day one. And what I found in brains, I love brain science, is that every 90 days we create a new body, you know, essentially. And so your belief in your thought system is simply a series of thoughts you have every day. So if for 90 days, we can think a different thought every day for 90 days, you build a new human. And I was like, that's amazing. So let me build a new Jojo. I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So when we do, when we do the self care on day two, we talk about words that we don't like and what words do we want to replace them with. And so then we use those words and you stick them all over. You can't even brush your teeth in my house without an affirmation on the mirror. They're on the refrigerator. They are everywhere because we are rebuilding our minds. So, so the self-care, we go through uh, asking the powerful questions. We, we replace our words and we learn to communicate the right things to ourselves. 
So that's why we can't understand what we're saying because we don't understand the words that are coming out of our mouth. <laughs> and so when we pick, go ahead. So you're going through the self-care journey and you're being bold and you're rewiring these beliefs. Say you get hit with that depression. You get hit with that lack of motivation. You get hit with that slump. You don't see the purpose of going through and changing your thoughts. You're really just stuck in that mindset. How do you turn that around? So I, I have two things. One is I realize, like, if I've decided this is what I want, I have to be committed. I can't be motivated. I can't be interested because no one is going to be motivated every day. But if I'm committed, that means it doesn't matter what comes to me. I am going to do this. Like yesterday, I was not committed to getting, I was not interested in getting up and doing anything yesterday, but I'm committed to the end result that I want. And Mel Robbins does a thing. Um, she calls it the five second rule. And I've implemented that. I was like, okay, Jojo, five, four, three, two, one. And then when you get to one, you have to actually move. So when I'm laying in the bed and I was like, you know what? This that, pillow yeah. feels really good. I don't want to get out of bed. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. And I'm, I'm mad. You're free to be. And I, and I think that's part of the thing with depression. We, we think we don't, we have to be superwoman and we don't have to feel the feelings. I want you to feel the feelings. You just don't have to stay there and you have a choice to walk away from them. And so I do the five second rule. I take a deep breath and I may be really mad. Like, I really don't like you right now, Jojo. Like, why do we have to do this? It's because Jojo, you're committed. <laughs> and this is what we're going to do. And so those steps that, in a, and if I'm having a really hard day, then I'm going to do the breath work. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to um, stand outside barefoot and I'm just going to stand there quietly and I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths and I'm going to remind myself of, you know, what we've come through, what we've accomplished so far and what we have ahead of us. Because, you know, there is hope in front of us if we focus on that. And that usually, you know, sets me in motion to uh, in the more steps you take, the better you're going to feel. Wow. OK, two things in there spoke to me. The first thing was the committed versus motivation. And I'm always joking about how I went through this giant mental health journey that is so atypical for teenagers to go through. And I literally rewired all of my core beliefs that had fueled my depression and anxiety and dysfunctional relationships. I like taught myself how to be happy. And I'd gone through my entire life believing mm -hmm. that I didn't deserve love or care or authentic <clears throat> relationships or that I would be happy. And I yes. completely flipped that. I taught myself that I did deserve yes. love. I did deserve care. And I taught myself how to have those healthy relationships. Like that in <laughs> itself is mental strength yeah. and power and persistence. And when yes. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna eat healthy, do this new <laughs> eating thing. I'm gonna exercise, horrible at it, so bad. Mm -hmm. So I joke because I'm like, I don't know what's missing because I yes. know that I am mentally yes. strong, but I can't do it. So I think yes. it's that difference between the motivation and yes. the commitment. Yes. And I have to start implementing that language because I love that so much. And the other thing that you said where I was like, I've done that before was the five second rule. So when I did struggle with anxiety, I had these. And so I did have panic attacks, but this was more kind of paralyzing anxiety. And I would be sitting and my thoughts would just be going so quickly and so fast and like getting so crazy and out of control. And I would get so physically right. stuck because my mind was racing so much that I would believe that I couldn't move. <laughs> so what I would do was the same thing. And so when I would get into that really depressed headspace where you can't make that split set, where you can't make that split second decision and action to get out of bed, or yes. I couldn't break that cycle of anxiety, 
and or those thoughts and yes. i would say okay i'm just gonna move i'm gonna yes. count down from five and on one i just have to move and flinch and <laughs> yes. just move my arm a little bit just to break that yeah. and yeah no completely yeah. the same experience so i want to hear about your books you're an author you have five books published i want to hear about what those are about where listeners can find them all of that so they're all on amazon except for one one come is coming out at the end of the month so that one is on fortitude this is more about leadership but i have one on mental health that i co-authored with a few other ladies and and it's just about life life that can happen after mental health and i think we just forget that life can happen after that and then the other three are so two are about my 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 life and my journey like standing in front of that mirror and thinking if i jump like it has got to be better than what i'm feeling right now and you know just my everyday journey so the first three books about my everyday journey of getting out of the depression and the suicide and then the one about mental health with a few ladies and they're all available on Amazon. If they type in my name, which is Yanitra, they will find all of the books listed listed there as well. And I will put all of those links in today's show notes. So if you guys are interested, you can head down there and find all the links to head over to Amazon. So I also want to hear about your retreat you have coming up. I want to hear about why you started that, what's the purpose, your audience, all of that. So, oh, thank you for mentioning uh, the Sister Rise retreat. I'm in love with this because it's something I've wanted to do. And I knew I needed at a moment in time, but it was not there for me. And so RISE stands for Revitalizing Individual Sacred Energy. And we, I think we forget we have a superpower and our superpower is our mind. And every, and, and people's like, no, Jojo, it's not. I, you are so powerful that every day you convince yourself that you don't belong here. You are so powerful that every day you convince yourself you're not good enough to do anything, but your the universe, you were designed by the universe to do amazing things. And every day you override the universe and tell yourself you suck. You can't tell me that's not a superpower. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about how to harness our superpower and how to use that. And so it's it's more of sound healing. I'm a friend. I'm a fan of sound healing, uh, Reiki energy healing. And what is sound healing? Um, and so what it's is three that? days. So sound healing is it's amazing. Like if you're having a really bad anxiety day, I have a playlist and it's you can use bells. You can use your favorite sound. And it is something that you associate with peace and calm. And the minute you play it, calmness is over you. And so sound healing just because our body response to sound just like your favorite song comes on you can't help but move the same things happen with sound healing your body can't help but yeah can't help but to relax to it so energy healing sound healing it is an amazing house on the beach it's going to be in hilton Head, south carolina we have a private beach and it's a it's gorgeous as a pool and we're going to be we're going to be doing some real sister i call it sisterhood work sister work and it's only open to 12 ladies and we're just going to come together and you know do that self-care gangster work and begin this journey to use our superpower for good yeah that's amazing so if you were speaking right now to someone who was at a low with their depression their anxiety their relationships just struggling whatever it is what advice would you give them that you are qualified to be exceptional you are absolutely qualified to be exceptional. And I think we've, I think that's, if we get down to the core, we all want to be loved. We all want to feel special. We all want a big hug from the universe. And we all want to know that we're okay. And at the core of that is that 
you don't think you're qualified for any of that. So today you're qualified to be exceptional. There's no other thought after that. I have a tattoo that says be peaceful, period. And there's nothing after that. So when you're qualified to be exceptional, that takes away any doubt that you're not qualified for love, for life or for anything else. And to never close your mind, to never close your mind to an idea simply because it's miraculous in the middle of you having an anxiety attack. Sometimes you'll have the thought, I really can't get out of this. But because we are so insistent that we can't, that we're not exceptional, we don't even hold on to that miraculous idea. And so today, just for today, because if you're like me, you can't handle weeks at a time. I really needed seconds at a time, like Jojo, just for this second. So just for the day, just for this second, don't close your mind to an idea simply because it's miraculous. You are amazing and that you're absolutely qualified to be exceptional. So what is the best piece of advice, quote, I guess you could call it a piece of wisdom that you have received throughout your mental health journey that really just changed things for you? Something clicked and it really spoke to your healing. Oh, wow. That's a hard one. Um. <laughs> Look, let me go. I have my, my favorite quotes here and I keep them handy. And uh, some of them are actually my own. Here it is. I have I have two. This one is my own. And I discovered this when I talked to this lady who she, she said, Jojo, if you had not told me what you've been through, I would have killed myself. And I was like, oh, OK, well, thank you. And it is somebody is waiting to hear my voice and they will not move until I move. And that is on my wall. It's on a sticky note on my desk. It's in my purse that no matter how small you think your voice is, someone is waiting and looking at you to survive so that they know it's OK to survive. And the second one would be strengthen your voice by speaking your truth. Uh, and your truth is you're not okay today and be okay to say that and then be okay with saying, I don't feel okay today, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. And I think that's the secret. We try again. We try again. <laughs> it, we, we just don't stop going, trying again. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yes. And I, I think my mental health journey took such a purpose when I started yes. the podcast. And before that, just like you, I was like, why? Why would God make me go through this? There was no reasoning. I, I just mm -hmm. like you, I didn't understand. I would blame my parents because I was so young and I was like, they raised me. They formed my beliefs and made this life for me. It must be their fault. And there was just no purpose. And after I started speaking out and sharing my story and people were like, this is helpful. Yes. This is hopeful. And that was when I was like, okay, yes. this is why. Yep. This is what I meant to do. And it started to kind of make sense. And I, I love both of those so much. So yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to add on? Advice, wisdom, anything like that? Nothing I can think of that you, you do an amazing job with, with doing interviewing and asking the best questions ever. Thank you. Ever. <laughs> thank so you. kudos to you. Yeah, you, you did an amazing job. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Jojo, for joining me and coming. And so if you guys want to find Jojo's retreats, her books, her website, her Instagram, all of that will be in today's show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of She Persisted. If you enjoyed, please share with a friend or family member and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. To keep up with the podcast, follow me on Instagram at at ShePersistedPodcast or head to my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next Friday.